Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Amen. Um, So bear with me here. I'm just going to be led by the Spirit this morning. I did not anticipate coming up here until Pastor approached me with it. Um, But I'm just believing that what I say will resonate with somebody, anybody, and uh, that we grow together. So let's open up with a prayer. Everybody bow your heads. Father God, we are just so humbled and grateful to be awake this morning, and this is the day that you have made, and we rejoice and be glad in blessed us far beyond that. And your mercy endures forever, and we thank you for the peace with all understanding. We anticipate moving this house. Lord, I pray that glory fall upon us. Spirit, you are welcome in this room. Dwell among us, work in us and through us. Lord, let your glory fall. We thank you for our daily bread, for fresh, warm bread served from on high. We thank you for the new wine. And Lord, you said, Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So, Lord, we thank you for filling us this day. We thank you for filling us this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, one thing that we've been doing in our house, our marriage, and with our family, um, every morning, well, really all throughout the day, but we've made it a point in wake and pray, and at night, that we put on the full armor of God. So I'm going to take us there. Um, It is in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to read it to you, and then I'm going to share with you how I pray it, because through several verses, and uh, I can't memorize the verses just like that, so I'll kind of share with you a simple way of how I put on the armor of God. So uh, we'll just start at verse 10, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, and I do apologize, or not, I don't know, I read out of the King James Version, sitting under Pastor Billy (laughs) all these years, so yeah, Um, so Follow along. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand, I have that word highlighted, against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not 
against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. That is three times the word stand has been said in the last couple verses, so that's important. I highlight it every time I see it here. And also, how many of you know that we are in evil days? Yep, we look around outside every day. There's something on the news. Something's happening right here in Missouri, but even far beyond that. There is some evilness happening in this world. It is very evident. So you better stand. You better put on this armor of God. Uh, Verse 14, stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet showed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, you better have faith. Wherefore, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. So there's a lot there, right? So the simple way that I put on the full armor of God, I'll say, I put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, and I grab my shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And you need that. That is your armor. That is your defense because we know that Satan is in this world and he's got all these workers of iniquity and they are coming from every side, so we have to be geared up, right? We need to, we need to stand against him. That is our defense. So I think that's important. And then... Um, I just have another verse here I wanted to tie in. And in uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 12, it says, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. So there it calls it the armor of light. The armor of God, the armor of light. God is light, right? And where there is light, We're pushing back the darkness. Amen? Amen. Actually, I did have one other verse, only because it's what I woke up with in my spirit this morning, so I'm just going to share it because maybe it was for someone else as well. So, Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to start at... I'll start at verse 3. In flesh, we do not war against or after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the town of strongholds. Verse 5 is what I'm up with this morning. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen? 
Amen. Praise team, you can come on up. And guys, let's get loose this morning. There's lots to be joyful for. Praise the Lord. Live for the sake of this church and for the sake of glorifying your kingdom and uh, just representing you in all things that we're doing here. And we always will. We love you wholeheartedly. And um, we just pray that whenever you speak to us through Billy, you would instill wisdom and understanding to us um, through the word and through your love and your voice. So thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put it all together and say, this is what I want to deliver. No, God says, I want you to be ready at all times. Praise God. Amen. So I want to encourage you to be ready. The Bible says to be quick to give an answer of the hope that lies within you with meekness and fear. So you've got to be ready to give an answer. Amen. Because the answer is in the book. How many have your Bibles this morning? Praise God. If not, we have the overhead. I want you to get the Word of God because it will transform your life. Amen? Amen. That's the only reason why I'm in front of you, because I'm displaying to you what He's done for me. Amen. He's transformed my life. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, If any man, woman, boy, or girl, be in Christ, he's a new creature. <laughs> And it says, old things are passed away. Behold, I see the curtains open up. All things are new. And all things are of God. And then it says, he has given you, the 18th verse, the ministry of reconciliation. He's given you that ministry. You can get somebody delivered. You can get somebody saved. Just because of what he's done for you. Just share your faith. Share what he's done. Share what he's doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. We talked to you last week about exercise, was the importance of the importance of exercise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How's that coming along with you guys? Amen. Exercise. Say it. Exercise. exercise. Say, I got to exercise. And that is a spiritual thing as well as a natural thing. You've got to exercise. I'm going to go back and review this just a touch. Is that all right? Exercise is important to build muscle mass. Boys, quiet up in here. <laughs> Lord God, help us today. I guess I'll look at the camera up there. Glory to God. Exercise is important to build muscle mass. The devil will walk all over you if you allow him to. If you'll take the word of God to heart, you'll build and strengthen your innermost being. So it's not the dog in the fight, but it's the fight in the dog. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. You are somebody designed by God to do exploits in the earth. Go back and read that in Daniel. You're not your own. And that's a good thing. Look around and say, that's a good thing. That's a good 
You are not your own, but you are Christ. And then God's workmanship in the earth. God wants you to work for him. It takes strength to accomplish what God has for you. Ephesians 3 and 20. Ephesians 3 and 20. God is able. The God that works within you. Yes, all of you. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think for you. But it's according to the power that worketh within you. I want to do an illustration. It's the, it's the word that should work within you. You whoop the devil with the word. You conquer with the word. You overcome by the word. By the blood of the Lamb and the power of the Holy Spirit and you love not your life because your life is hid within Christ and in God. You're designed to do exploits. In fact, Christ will not return. I know a lot of people told, oh, he could come back. Yeah, he, he, could call, yeah, he, may, call, he may call a few of us home, but he's not going to split the eastern sky until the church is ready. He's coming back. But he's coming back for a church with spot, wrinkle, or blemish that understands the power and the authority of his word. Now we know the scripture says he's, not com- he's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish or any such thing, right? That's going to take something. And it's going to take you and I understanding that we are made righteous only but by the blood of Jesus Christ. So that means we've got to work the blood. Huh? We've got to work the blood. You've got to plead the blood over your children, your children's children. You've got to work the blood, saints. You stop the onslaught attack of the enemy by the blood. Because the devil can't get to you if you're under the blood. Say, I'm under the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood over me and mine. I Just say it. Make that your declaration. Whoop the devil with that. You can talk about how big and bad you are, but if you start talking about the blood of Jesus, he's got to go. The power's in the blood. Redemption's in the blood. You're made righteous only by the blood. Let's go to Jeremiah 9.24. Let's put it on the screen. Praise the Lord. God Almighty, He loves to exercise too. He doesn't sleep, doesn't slumber. But these are three things that He exercises. He says, but let Him that glorieth glory in this, that He understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. Three categories of things that God's always exercising. Loving kindness. Suppose he decided he didn't want to exercise that in our day, as it is today. If he didn't want to exercise loving kindness, there'd be devastation all over the land. But he chooses to exercise loving kindness. So we are partakers of his divine nature. We'll get into that a little later. 
So we must exercise these three things too. Say loving kindness. kindness. Patience and mercy. You've got to exercise that to exercise loving kindness. Hmm? (laughs) Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You've got to catch yourself. And you've got to be sensitive to know that God can help you do this. To exercise loving kindness. Now, here's the other things that he, that, he, that, he, that he looks at. He looks at righteousness. He exercises righteousness. If God never exercised righteousness, you'll never get a prayer through. Because John 9, 31, it says, God hears not sinners. God don't hear sinners. Think about it. Anybody in a sinful state, God does not hear. Well, somebody asked me the question one time. He said, what does he hear? God hears a repentant heart. A broken, and it comes to those that have a broken and a contrite spirit. God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, number one, and doeth his will, him God hears. So that's why it's important to come out to church. I'm speaking to everybody here to reaffirm this word and to the camera. Read John 9.31 to you guys at home. Read it. God heareth not sinners, but if any man, woman, boy, or girl, be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he hears. You have needs? We all have needs. But you want to get God's attention? You've got to become righteous. And the only way you're righteous is by the blood of Jesus Christ. The way you can walk free from guilt and condemnation and shame is know the scriptures that he is exercising loving kindness to bring forth people into righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Ain't nobody got it all together. Huh? It's quite obvious, quite evident. Huh? Huh? Don't try to clean your act up and come to God. Come just as you are. And let him wash you and let us continually be washed as we come together by the blood of Jesus. Huh? The old bumper sticker that says Christians aren't perfect, they're just forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. It's through the blood of Jesus. We've got to exercise using the blood. Huh? Right? Thoughts and actions, deeds. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not a one of us. So we've got to come down off our high horse and recognize that we've got to stay meek and humble at the feet of Jesus. The Bible says if you humble yourself, He'll exalt you in due season. He'll raise you up. Before honor is humility. So God has this in mind. And then he exercises judgment. Yep. He's got to judge. If you don't judge yourself, you'll be judged. So we've got to continually judge ourselves. We've got to take inventory. We've got to do that. We've got to take inventory. God, be merciful to me. I've sinned. I've missed the mark. Forgive me. I repent of this thing. 1 John 1, 9. He says if, we're, if we confess our sins... He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just reviewing. Glory to God. We're going to touch on that story last week about the blind man. Is that all right? Glory to God. Today we're going to inspire faith in you. You've got to have faith. Have faith in God. And the way you have faith in God is you've got to get the Word in you. Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So you've got to have faith. Luke 18, Jesus spoke and He said, When the Son of Man comes, shall He find faith? Oh boy. Or oh yes, I see faith. Because faith will allow you to go home with God. Faith. When He comes, shall He find faith. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. When he comes, shall he find faith? Are you in faith? He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. You've got to stay in faith. There was a study done years ago. I forget the exact numbers. But there was a study done years ago that in America... It was well above 75 to 80%, well above that, that people in America said that they were Christians. Okay? So to be Christ-like, you've got to walk in faith according to the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures. You can't rasp the Scriptures to your own destruction. You can't pick and choose what, this is what I want to do. You've got to walk in the Word. Hallelujah. So the number is is way up there that people in America believe that they're Christians. But Jesus warned the disciples. He said, hey, you've got to strive to enter in at the straight gate. For it's straight and it's narrow and there be a few that find it. Because broad is the way that leads to destruction and many shall go in thereat. Matthew chapter 6, chapter 7, he says, Many shall come to me in that day, saying, Lord, Lord, haven't we done this and haven't we done that? And he says, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Ye that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness. Not willing to submit to the way of God or the authority of God's word. Got their own ideas about how it should work or not work. Let's take a look here at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Faith must be engaged to be a Christian. What are some of the best ways to walk by faith? Accept the Word of God and walk in the Word of God. Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at verse 1. Are you there? 
It says, and it shall come to pass. Well, this is a guaranteed deal here. You can count on this. If God says it's going to come to pass, that settles it. (laughs) If you'll hearken or listen diligently, not just every now and then, when you have a need or a question, if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. Two things. He said, observe to do. The reason why we come together, we're observing. Is this for me or is this, you know, what would you have me to do? I'm ready and I'm willing. The Bible says if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. If we'll observe to do, he's not going to ask you to do everything. But you better be willing, you better be observing to do. Praise the Lord. He's not calling everybody to the mission field, in other words, to go to another foreign country. But he is calling you to be on mission right here in your own community. He's concerned about two things, you getting saved and you getting somebody else saved. Period. Read the parable. Read the 15th chapter of John. He's concerned about you being a light. He's concerned about you being the salt of the earth. If you're not the salt, if you lost your savor, he said you're good for nothing. No good for nothing. Have you ever heard that expression? Jesus said if you're not salty, you're no good for nothing. That's how important it is. Observe to do. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall begin to come upon you. Selah. So we're going to fast forward from that because I just threw that appetizer out there for you. But if you read the first 13 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it'll change your life. You'll be listening. God, what are you saying to me? Humbly listening to the Lord. So he can transform your life and your world. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Faith is important. Faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6. Praise the Lord. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You seek him on your own time. Not on a schedule. You seek him when you are longing for him. You look to seek him. You look to find him in the day. Amen. Have your Bible pulled up on your phone. We have no, no excuse in this generation for not knowing the Word of God. You can destroy the powers of hell by the Word. We have no excuse. It's at our fingertips. 
Praise the Lord. That's good news. Huh? There's no weapon formed against you. Just, just keep, keep the word rolling. Amen. Faith is important, saints. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm convinced of it. Hebrews 10 and 38, it says the just, those that have been born again, those that have accepted Christ, those that are justified in the sight of God because they received the redemption of His blood, the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. It says that we are to walk by faith. How many of you heard this? We're to walk by faith and not by sight. Those that love God, those are in covenant relationship. You walk by the word. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You trust in the Lord, you trust in the word. With all thine heart you lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways you acknowledge and he'll direct your path according to this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We walk by faith and not by sight. So if we're not walking by sight, sight, sight allows you emo- to be emotionally drawn to what was and what is. You can't move forward. You walk by faith. Faith will always compel you to look forward. Help us, Holy Ghost. In all things. Say it, in all things. things. Quit looking back. Huh? In so much that you've got to be like Paul. Paul says, I forget those things which are behind, but I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God which is in Christ. I I forget those things which are behind. Say, I forget yesterday. I forget about last week. And the discouragement and the oppression and the weight of the thing, I command it to be gone from me in Jesus' name. Say, I must move forward. By faith I move forward. I believe in those things that are not as though they were. God said that I am the head and not the tail. Above only and never beneath. That's what the Word says. With His stripes I'm healed. Right? I declare my healing and God I thank you that you're bringing understanding to me through your Word concerning healing. The Bible says in all you're getting, get an understanding. If it was 38 stripes He took and we're healed and we still have sickness, we need an understanding. Because He can't lie. Right? The Bible, says God, the Bible says, God cannot lie, neither the Son of Man, that He should repent. So we've got to get an understanding, right? So I get an understanding. Get an understanding. And this is going to be a glorious year because we're going to bring understanding in many areas to the church. And you're going to have a hunger and you're going to grow in leaps and in bounds through the Word of God. The Word is Spirit and it's life. Proverbs 4.22, let's put it on the screen. 
I, I'm excited because God chose me. I mean, I'm saying that with humility. Because I look at my notes, and I, I, you know, I, it's, it's a bunch of gibberish I wrote down. And he said, you just trust what I put in your spirit. You look at them notes when you, when you don't have the flow. Stay with the flow. So when you walk by faith, you catch the flow. Because God is spirit. What address did I give you? Okay. It says, For they that are life unto those that find them, and health are healing to all their flesh. Praise the Lord. I believe that Jesus, like Jesus told Peter, said, Peter, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Peter recognized who he was. He said, he said, um, the townsfolks, who do they say I am? Oh, you're one of them prophets. Or you're even Elias. Or some say you're even John the Baptist that come, that come back from the dead. Jesus said, okay. Who do you say that I am? Got real quiet. And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, Peter, flesh and blood didn't tell you this, but my father has revealed this to you. And upon this revelation, I'm going to build the church. Gates of hell won't prevail against it. And I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of God. There are many keys that are going to unlock your problems. That are, com- that are going to give you the release that you need to go to the next level. Everything that you're encountering or dealing with, God ordained for it. Boy, I wrestle and I kick that around all the time. And boy, it, makes, it angers me. And, and I keep thinking, God, I, I, man, I wouldn't wish this on nobody. I mean, I, I've been, I, I, I go at it. Me and God go at it. But I opened my heart up to Him so I can understand. But see, He's given me an, a double anointing <laughs> that many will never get. He's given me revelation and insight that many will never understand. And the Bible says that what He's revealed to you is for you and your children's children forever. So it's an eternal principle when you get the revelation of God. You take it to the other side, by the way. huh? You you take this to the other side. The authority that you exercise over here, you take it to the other side throughout eternity. It's all in the Word of God. Let's go to Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, Good question. Let's go to first. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the brother gave it a, a tongues during the middle of the service. And uh, I, I'm very good with that. I mean, I think, well, that's wonderful. Okay. But it's necessary to be given interpretation. That everything be done decently in order, right? Huh? I thought that was just beautiful. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
The 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians is now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, sisters. I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that ye were, that ye were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse. Catch this. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. No man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Interesting, isn't it? People will say, I'm a Christian. Well, you know, they ain't going to walk nothing. They ain't going to live nothing. But they can't say that unless the Holy Spirit is prodding their spirit to do that. So what I'm looking at is the Holy Spirit is working on all humanity. Unless they're demon-possessed, which is very rare. Many can have a demon, but not totally possessed. Okay? We all need some deliverance. And if, we're, if we need some deliverance, that means there's an active demonic presence working. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to bring you to the realization that, hey, the problem you have is a problem, but it's, don't worry about it. God will work with you. He'll see you through. Amen? So here we find that God, in Romans chapter 12 and 3, He says He's dealt everyone the measure of faith. You can be saved, and when you get saved, you have the Spirit of the living God within you by accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. Now you can start getting understanding how to unravel the turmoil in your life. That's why you need to study 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Approved unto God. That prophetic word that come behind the tongues this morning, you are a champion in the eyes of God. But you've got to understand what the devil has done for generations trying to bring you into captivity, into bondage, to keep you from receiving what He has for you. Amen? Amen. John 5, John 8, and uh, let's see it here. John 8 and 32, it says, You shall know the truth when you stay in the Word and seek His face and study. And the truth, the revelation of God's Word will set you free. I seek things about generations in my family. I manage, God, why, why do we have this going on? Why do we have this type of mentality? Why do we do these things? It's for generations. Some are good, some are not so good. Huh? But if you study the Word of God, you'll find out Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. He hath redeemed us from all curses of the law. So our, our desire is to get you set free. Is that all right? By the authority of the Word of God. So you can walk all over the devil. In every area, have victory on top of victory. So we can walk in the fullness of the blessing, as Paul spoke of. The fullness of the blessing. Paul also said, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. No need... In any aspect of your life. 
Man, that's saying something, isn't it? Because as we find in Proverbs 4.22, if we'll find, if we'll search diligently in the Scriptures, we'll find a word that's going to minister to bring healing to all our flesh and to give us the life that God intended for us to live. Praise the Lord. So we look here, just for example, here in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it goes into the nine gifts of the Spirit. And one of the gifts is the gift of faith. Has anybody ever prayed for the gift of faith? Praise the Lord. I mean, I've prayed for many a gift, but I'll tell you the truth. I have never really dwelt on that, to want the gift of faith. For fear. I'm going to explain it to you. Why would you not want the gift of faith? Well, if you pray for the gift of faith, uh, there are many things that are going to happen, but you're going to be in, a, a situ, you're going to be in situations to where you're going to have to exercise your faith. I'm going to leave that one, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit quickened me. The Holy Spirit quickened me and said, you need to pray for the gift of faith. So I'm listing. He's telling me this. I said, you know, I don't, I got enough trouble. I don't need no more trouble, you know. He says, pray for the gift of faith because when you pray for the gift of faith, I'm going to open up channels and avenues in your heart and mind to where you're going to have great revelation. Faith comes by revelation, understanding the Word. The illumination of light to the Word, from the Word to your spirit. That's faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you ought to be a lot further along, 23, than you were in 21 or 22. And now it's 24. And there's many things I desire to teach you, but I have to put some things on hold because I, I, some things just can't go there just yet. You're not ready for it. And that's okay. But the gift of faith is important to have. Amen. And with the gift of faith comes a miracle, mighty working power of God, like Smith Wigglesworth that kicked the infant baby. Huh? He also raised the dead. Somebody you're scared already. These things have to happen before Christ returns. I won't go into it today. There's got to be a manifestation of His mighty power in Jesus' name. So it's done by faith. Faith has to be engaged in miracles. Right? Miracles have to take... Paul, the Bible said, Paul wrought special miracles. I pray, God, I want to use me in special miracles. Huh? After all, it's the gift, it's the gift of faith. It's the gift of miracles. Read 1 Corinthians 12. These are gifts. Don't be bashful. Ask God for them. This young man, he wants them. I can feel it in him. He wants them. God's going to give it to you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And he has the ability to play the piano like no, I mean, he, he, he needs to take lessons right away. I'm seeing it in the spirit. This young man's got an ear for that. I mean, he could pick that up like nothing. And y'all know me. I, I don't, you know, I'm just telling him what God shows me. Huh? The little boy in the red shirt. 
this is, thus saith the Lord. He has the ability to do it with an ease. You know, some people like to learn and they're all, you know, they got to, this, this young man can pick it up and start flowing with it in no time. No time. So the gift of miracles, the Bible says Paul wrought special miracles. They gave him handkerchiefs and he just prayed over and he hand these out. People start getting delivered. Special miracles. Amen. Well, who was Paul? Who, who was Apostle Paul? He was holding the coats of those that stoned Stephen. I mean, look how God transformed his life. Huh? He was Saul. We're going to touch on that. Saul was on the road to Damascus on his beast. He was going to Damascus to persecute Christians. And a light shone out of heaven and smote him and knocked him off of that beast. And a, light, a voice from heaven said, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou? He didn't even know God. He was, thought he was working for God. He was persecuting Christians. There's some religious sects today that are killing Christians in ignorance. Lord, have mercy. Paul was one of them. Very educated, very haughty. Haughty as can be. We'll teach on that today. Is that all right? So here's Paul. Here's Saul. God changed his name after he became a new creation in Christ. But you remember he was knocked off of that beast. And what was the first thing that happened to him? Amen. He was blinded. And somebody had to lead him around for three days to get him to Damascus. And God spoke a word of knowledge to Ananias and said, Hey, there's a man named Saul. He's coming here and I want you to minister to him. I want you to get him saved. And Ananias is praying. He says, Father, I heard about this guy. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) You're going to get him saved because he's a chosen vessel unto me. All right. Pretty soon, a day or two later, knocking on the door, just like God said. They're leading Apostle Paul. They're leading Saul. This guy that's killing Christians, they're leading him in there. He's a mess, a haughty mess. They bring him in there. Ananias ministers to him about the love of God and the compassion that's in Christ. Got him born again. They baptized him. Got him saved. Ananias laid his hands on him and commanded his eyes to be opened. And he seen everything differently from there on. Filled with a haughty spirit. Transformed to being a humble, chosen vessel of God. One of the, uh, let's go back here. Holy Ghost said go back real quick. Let's go to Mark chapter 8. We're going to pick up from last week. We've always said that the Word of God is ministered, or the, there's three categories of teaching, spirit, soul, and body. So there ought to be understanding about healing as we teach. And this year, Lord willing, we're going to break this down so all of us can understand much more about healing 
that should be applied in our life. According to Proverbs 4.22. Mark 8. Praise the Lord. Okay. In verse 22, it says, And uh, Jesus come to Bethesda, and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. Jesus got a check in his spirit, okay? He didn't do that, right? He didn't do it just then, did he? Right? What did he do? He takes him out of town, right? They brought a blind man into him and besought Jesus to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. So he got a check in his spirit. This ain't how I'm going to do this. The father's telling me, you know, people will try to have you do all kinds of things. You've got to obey the radar inside of you. Your consciousness, your conviction of the Holy Spirit should lead and guide you in every situation of life. That's why if you invite me to go somewhere and I don't show up, Understand that I wasn't led to go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You ought to do the same thing. Don't jump on every wagon that's going south, north, and east. Obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Led him out of the town and went, okay. Jesus led him out of the town. Last week we talked about how he's counseling him, right? He's got an issue. Okay, he wants he, he needs to be healed. He wants to be healed. It's the will of God for him to be healed. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So Jesus, okay, we've got to go for a walk. Jesus began to exercise. Let's go for a walk. I'm going to counsel you. And I'm going to talk to you about many things. And as I talk to you, I'm going to, I'm going to, put, I'm going to instill faith in your heart. Amen? Because every word he speaks is faith. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Every, speak, every word he speaks is a word of power, transforming power. He takes him out, he's walking out of town. And the scripture says, and when he had spit in his eyes, Jesus spit in this man, Jesus walked a while, and then all of a sudden he stopped. Get a visual on this. There is nothing no more humiliating than for somebody to spit in your face. That's worse than any slap. You ever think about that? But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus built the faith up in this man and got him to a place to where he could receive something. He had to take a test. Faith must be tested. Are you seeing what I'm saying? God's increasing your faith for the test. That's all right. Romans 12 and 3. He's dealt to everyone the measure of faith. So he'll never give you a test unless you can pass it. That's my God. Because huh? he wants you to be victorious. 
He's ordained for you to be a conqueror. More than a conqueror. In every situation. But God, why did I have to go through all this hell? Because I'm going to make you a chosen vessel unto me. Not everybody can go with what you've gone through. But they'll have their own test. That's not a sign to you. This man had a haughty spirit. Now, if you study blindness, everywhere in the scriptures, when somebody was blind, they was as haughty as could be. Arrogant. Well, we got to keep, in knowing this, we got to walk in humility ourselves. How many of us got eye problems? Huh? We ain't blind, but we got eye problems. The root cause, one of the major root cause, is haughtiness. And it didn't start with you. It started with your forefathers. I'm just being honest about it. You you got to judge them. Judge righteous judgment. Whatever ailment they got. If you've got it too, high blood, low blood, no blood, uh, back problem, feet problem, whatever problem you got, they got, they It's all genetic. It's all hereditary because as as we sow, we reap. And when you sow, you can't reap everything. Your children's children reap it. Huh? But there's good news. We can reverse the curse. That's what I'm here for. My ministry is a ministry of healing and deliverance. I say that with humility. Why? Because I have to have so much of it. And if he has to deliver me, I say, God, if you can deliver me, I can help get the people set free. Huh? Praise the Lord. So here, Jesus walks out this guy out of town. He says, I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to counsel you, and I'm going to instill faith in you. Glory to God. And he, he was excited to receive Christ. And Jesus stops him. What? And you know what? It didn't make him mad. Huh? See what I'm saying? When you receive the love of God in your heart, the Bible says that you can't be offended. Hmm? I can't think of the address of the scripture. He's man. He defeated that devil. Jesus spit in his face and he took, he took his hands, this one, took his hands and ministered to him. Rubbed his eyes. Huh? He told him, don't go home. He said, he said don't go back to town. Go a different way home. You know, I was on my way home last Sunday, and I thought, God said, you didn't finish the story. You're going to have to go back and finish some of that. Because we talked about how Jesus walked. He had to be in condition to walk, because there's things you're going to have to walk people through. Glory to God. Burn a candle sometimes. You may have to drive a distance. But nevertheless, you'll find it all through Scriptures. Romans 6, 16, to whomsoever you yield your members to obey your servants you are. 
So when we yield to God, we'll have life in abundance. But if we've yielded, our forefathers have yielded, to whomsoever you yield your members to obey his servants you are. What's the devil come to do? Three things. John 10.10. He'll come to kill, steal, and to destroy. He may come, the scripture says, as an angel of light. He might make it look good, but if it's contrary to this, you can be sure there'll be a manifestation. The one writer said that you can be sure your sins will find you out. How does your sins find you out? There's a manifestation, a bitter fruit. It'll come, it'll happen. So when people come up for prayer, you got to be, you go, okay, well, Lord, how do you want me to pray? You got to go to the root. So that's how Jesus got this man hit, healed. Praise the Lord. Praise God, hallelujah. Let's go to Second uh, Peter chapter 1. Praise God. Glory to God. We'll tie it all together. Second Peter 1 and 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. With us, through the righteousness of God in our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God. <laughs> See how we get it? Grace and grace, unmerited favor. Man, the things just happened for that gal. You just you know, that guy. If, man, every time you turn around, they just getting blessed on top of blessed. Peter said, "Grace and peace be multiplied, not just added. Multiple, mul- multiplied. Everybody say multiplied. multiplied. Grace and peace. Look at somebody. Grace and peace. Grace and peace." Man, I'll take a whole lot of peace today. (laughs) It's through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, according as His, verse 3, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these... Ye might be partakers of the divine nature. And that's where, we're, that's where the manifestation of God's mighty power. Whatever you ask of Him, He does it for you. Whatever you need, He gives it to you. Because you're, you're working for Him. He withholds nothing from those that want to do His will, that walk uprightly. He just gives it to me. In fact, He gives you more. He gives you, you know... Uh, it's like if you had to dig a ditch, he just says, there's three different shovels, whatever one you want. You know? He just adds it to you. Let me read on here. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and besides this, giving all diligence to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, 
godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, everybody. But he that lacketh these things is what? And cannot see, what do they call that, nearsighted? And hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. So you see how all this ties in? The word of God is spirit and it's life. When those buck, here's Saul. He was a religious man bucking against the convicting of the heart, trying to be religious. The Lord says, Saul, Saul, why are you kicking against the pricking of my leading? I'm pricking your heart. Paul was kicking against, Saul was kicking against it, trying to do a religious work. Haughtiness. This is the way we do it. And God ain't no more in that mess than nothing. You know? Religion. Religiously doing something contrary to the truth. And so here we find out these are the ways that we understand how to deal with blindness. From haughtiness. All through the scripture. We'll deal, we'll deal with other issues of the body later on. But that's what we have today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Faith, when it is ignited in your heart, you will continually move forward. You'll continually Look forward. You're never looking back. So you defy discouragement, grief. Grief is, grief is trying to hold on to something that you cannot obtain. And God's people are ate up with it. You cannot walk in grief and walk in faith. But you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, we don't know. But we do know by faith, God wants you to see things ahead. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to quit for today because we ain't done. Come on and stand. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. And Father, we ask that a word has been spoken, a song has been sung, that may uplift our spirits to know you in the pardon of our sins. And today, God, if there's anybody listening that has never committed from the heart the Lordship of Jesus Christ, we want to say a prayer with them. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord as I yield my life to you. I surrender to your will, so that I may have eternal life. And I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit that lives in me and compels me 
to serve you. I thank you for this day and the power of your love that you have released to me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. May God bless you. May God keep you. Study 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to like, comment, and share. We love you all. And God bless. May there be peace.